This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Wednesday podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies all the days of the week. I am your host, Mr. Reese, a.k.a. Reeseus, and with me, back from the past. Sort of like... Uh, it's like Back to the Future? Yeah. Kind of like Back to the Future, but Back to the Past. No, nah, it's Back to the Future. 100%. So the opposite. Michael J. Fox. Just kidding. It's Francois. Ah. Should have gone with Michael J. Fox. We would have had everybody fooled. Frankie J. Fox? Yeah. Sound just like him. Indeed, indeed. Thank you for joining us for episode 684 of Signals from the Frontline. Hope you're having a great Wednesday or whatever day you happen to catch the show on. Quite a bit to talk about, actually, which is a nice change of pace as we've been uh, kind of just floating through this quarantine scenario that we have all found ourselves in in these uh, interesting times that we live in. You know, the, the Chinese proverb, may you may not be cursed to live through interesting times. So it's interesting, too. It's too late. Or it's funny, I guess, because during the quarantine, as I mentioned, I've been listening to a lot of history podcasts. I'm a, I'm a big history buff anyway. And um, I've been taking advantage of some of the downtime to, to listen to the, the history podcast. And I've been thinking about that a lot because you, in history, you tend to focus on interesting times, which are usually chaotic. And if you were living in them, pretty awful times, right, to, to yes. live in, right? Like I wouldn't have wanted to live in America during the Civil War. That would have been gnarly terrible yeah and it makes what we're going through now look like a picnic right like or you know any of these other extraordinarily turbulent times in human history but those are the ones that you're like oh that's interesting like let's take a look at that right like the the great depression my grandparents lived through the great depression i mean just imagine like medieval times like that'd be terrible but the dark ages you're like oh i know that'd be so awful to live in the dark ages like (laughs) we tend to focus on like oh knights and like vikings and like cool stuff for the average the person, terrible. you you had a life expectancy of like forty. Yep. Right, and like, and of course, that's the average, right? Some people lived into their eighties, and some people lived to four, four, three. Yeah. So you'd have like seven, eight kids if you're a woman, starting at like fifteen, and if you had seven or eight, five of them wouldn't live to see adulthood. Yep, you'd work from when the sun came up till the sun went down. Yeah, and then in the winter time. You were stuck in a house with the animals and your family for months. Yep. Probably lots of booze. <laughs> Hopefully, if you can afford it. Most people never went beyond the horizon. They never left their village. Yeah. And then randomly some raiders, some like Vikings might come in, kill all the men, take all your possessions, burn yeah. your house down, rape the women, and enslave the children. That's it. Sounds great. <laughs> That sounds terrible. And it was like that for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yep. Doesn't it sound great? Oh. And then like things like disease and stuff. My oh, yeah. goodness. Yeah, you right. just went through you just wiped everybody out. Yeah. I mean there was like no medicine back then or anything. So. Oh no, bro. They would like <laughs> they'd like put like a wet cloth on your head and they'd be like, You're okay. You're like, someone oh. someone would like maybe pray and then stick a leech on you. That's only that's high class medicine. That is, yeah. yeah. That's a- <laughs> You basically lived or you didn't. Yep. (laughs) 
terrible. Well, I know. So it's like, Jeez. yeah, and it. Yeah, I mean, it puts in don't it, get me it puts wrong. things in perspective. Yeah, and I mean, what we're going through is definitely terrible, but it yeah. is funny. You compare, you, you don't want to compare it to something else that's tragic, but you're like, oh man, yeah, the Dark Ages are pretty bad. Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> And it, would, and it endured like that for yeah. so long. At least they had Netflix. So. It was almost, it was like a thousand years or something. Like I can't remember offhand if somebody in the chat will, or in the comments, I'm sure, will let me know. But it wasn't until like really like the Renaissance that, that we got back to like where the Romans were. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, oh, this is painful. And there's lots of times in, in history where we took these huge steps backwards. Yep. So at any rate, um, why don't we talk about gaming? Because the gaming world's starting... It's like after the long winter when the little green shoot pokes up from the snow. Man, that was that was poetry. Thank you. It's like uh, what, old James Dillon, John Lennon. <laughs> well, John Lennon was a poet. I know. <laughs> Any musician you old, can consider a poet. Old yeah. Bill Washington. Old that <laughs> good old George, American yeah. poet. Uh, yeah. So things are starting to come back to life. So let's talk about that. But before we do, was that the horn or a trumpet? It was a hornet, Ooh. murder hornet. Ooh. That's the noise they make. That's terrible. That's terrifying. That's, that's, really ter- that's their battle burr, call. Burr, burr. Like, no, where is it? Run. Where are the murder rabbits to counter the murder hornets? Battle rabbits. Someone said flamethrower squirrels. That was a good one. Oh, that'd be good. That was a good one. So if you like winning prizes, oh, which I think that's pretty much everybody. Hopefully. Our partners over at The Art of War are running a very big, and 40K today, don't let me forget them, are running a very, very cool contest. All you have to do to be entered in to win over $5,000 in prizes, all kinds of cool stuff, including mats from yours truly. We are one of the sponsors of this contest. All you have to do is sign up, put in your email address, and then you get an entry for everything you do, which could be as simple as going and visiting one of our sponsors' Facebook pages, liking it, uh, checking out some of the coupon codes that they have to offer, uh, subscribing to a YouTube page, really simple stuff, right? And the content and, and you know, our, the sponsors that are involved all have, you know, hobby-related stuff. It's cool stuff that you'd probably be interested in anyway, right? Like you might not have heard of them, or maybe you just didn't bother to follow their social media. Well, now there's a good reason to, because every time you do, you take one of these actions, you get another entry in to win any of these really, really cool prizes. So super easy to do. Uh, It takes just a couple clicks of the mouse, right? Instead of uh, engaging in another pointless Facebook argument with your, your uncle, about politics that's not going to change anything. It's not even going to change anybody's mind. Those are fun, though. Oh, right? Instead of clicking on another meme that will do nothing but entertain you for a couple seconds. How dare you? Use those clicks to do something that might get you something. There you go. Right? Boom. Right? That was sales 101. Boom. <laughs> so check it out uh, to go participate. It's 40K giveaway. There's a link in the show notes, and you can uh, just click on that and then go... Do is take as many actions as you want. Again, every single one of them that you do uh, increases your odds of winning. And listening to signals from the front line, uh, we have our very own code that if you enter into the contest, it gives you extra chances to win. What? It's FLG Rocks. That's F L G R O C K S. F L G Rocks. That's the code to enter in 
for listening to Singles from the Frontline and all of the other podcasts on the FLG Network have their own special code. Whoa. So if you listen to them, enter it. Much like in A Christmas Story, you get the decoder for the decoder ring. Drink more Ovaltine. No, ours is better than that. Is it though? (laughs) I love it when he gets it. Is it though? He's like, that's it? He's like, nah. He's been saving up forever. He's like, the secret code to save Annie is drink more Ovaltine. He's just so pissed. I I love it. Ours is better than that. (laughs) It's uh, not Ovaltine related. So yeah, jump in, participate. It's a lot of fun. And you help out the sponsors too. Uh, It brings more attention to their businesses, their products. And uh, it's just a win for everybody, really. You would call it a win, 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 slash win. Yeah. Boom. It's just, it's Charlie Sheen level winning. All win. Tiger blood. I don't know if everybody wants that kind of winning. I don't know. Dude, did I ever tell you one of my friends was his personal assistant? That had to be the coolest yet weirdest job of all time. He couldn't talk about a lot of it, but I guess like, as Charlie Sheen's gotten moved along in life and you know, he's probably doesn't have a ton of time left due to the lifestyle that he's lived. He's relaxed a little bit. So my buddy has told me stories and I'm like, it's as crazy as As you would imagine. imagine." Cause it was funny. Cause like I met, I met this gentleman traveling and we just hit it off. And so we traveled together for a while and became good friends and we stayed in contact over the years. But like, I was like, dude, I never had any clue. That's what you did for a living. He's like, yeah, I never really talked about it. Cause I, yeah. Part of it was like you signed like an NDA and stuff because he's such a of course yeah insane person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just it's crazy, yeah, crazy craziness. Um, also crazy. Ooh, the end times are back. Yes. Yay. Wait. What? Get maybe excited. The narrative for the end times, which admittedly was very good. It was very interesting. So they're end timing Age of Sigmar now. No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're like, you know what? We're going back to old Warhammer. <laughs> He's like, you know, the Dark Ages of Warhammer, we're going back to that. Oh, no, don't want it. To that. That's a good example. Dude, this is a an episode full of complete closed circles, setting it up, putting it down. It's like an alley-oop. I would call it a triangle, actually. Yeah, if you were cursed to live in the interesting times of fantasy, Ooh. the end times... <laughs> would be terrible. Let's go back and revisit that trauma. Let's get it back. So the GW also is running out of things <laughs> to do and talk about, so they're re-releasing the end times. Uh, jokes aside, though, it was a cool story. It was, until it, they blew up the world. It was, was sort of like the ending of Game of Thrones. <laughs> You're like, man, the story's really good. And then they're like... Uh, how do we end and it? And right, everyone's here we dead. Go. You're like, like oh, oh, that's not what... That was they're like, didn't see that coming, did you, dummies? <laughs> gotcha. You're like, oh. What do they, what do they always say? They uh, upset expectations, or they uh, usurped expectations? They uh, undermined expectations. Which one? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they did that. <laughs> the Game of Thrones does. Yes, they got us. They probably and, watched Game of Thrones and then they did that. Yeah, oh, they had a right. primitive. Or no, Game of Thrones read the. Oh, end times. that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's where they got the idea. It's like, how do we take a great story and really put a put a bow on it at the end? <laughs> we really got to finish the story here. Ooh, end times is really good. How do they end it? Ooh, I like it. They Get just, it. they just, <laughs> it is really uh, delivered on what the fans were looking for. They really did. <laughs> Hit the nail on the head, as they say. Uh, oh my gosh! Did you have you seen that? 
I don't know if it was leaked or released or whatever, but the storyboard for what was going to be the first Star Wars movie. Dude, it's way cooler. It's so much better yeah. than Ray the... has a double sided lightsaber. It's amazing. Lights... I was like, this is cool. There's a lightsaber guillotine. Yeah, that was sick. I was, I was like, like oh. oh, yeah. It's got to be fake. I don't no, think it's real. It, supposedly, it it's yeah. been confirmed that the original, the original, I think it was director, that got fired and got replaced. That was the story that they wanted to tell. And every single person has been like, this is infinitely better. The uprising sick. Then the steaming turd that we got. Yeah, it was terrible. Like Ray's like an actual badass. And so is uh, uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren actually fights Darth Vader. I was like, oh, that'd be sick. How does he fight Darth Vader? Just like uh, Luke Skywalker when he went into the training or whatever. And he fought against Darth Vader. Oh, and I like when uh, Luke confronts Kylo and he literally grabs Grabs his lightsaber. I was was like, oh, that's... idiot version of Luke that we get where he he's like does this brush off his shoulder thing and then dies that was pretty cool but then he's like no it was not and then he's like burning the Jedi thing he's like he's like it's like he like throws the book in the fire he's like he's like he's like I've sacrificed my whole life trying to understand like the force and being a good Jedi but I'm just gonna burn it all and give up on it now. You're like, what? It was Why the would you do stupidest that? thing I've ever seen. Yes. And I like how they go out of the way in those movies, like the past is dead. We're replacing it with something that's the literal exact same thing. <laughs> what? I don't know. The movies are terrible. They're, They're really bad. But yeah, the storyboard looked pretty cool. Oh. This probably still would have been executed terribly, but it just it makes me cool. sad that we could have The guillotine gotten... was sick, dude. I was like, that is pretty cool. Oh, it could have been. What could have been? Could have uh, been a contender. But, so. okay, on Star Wars news, since we're blabbing about it, they look like they have been correct. Of course, the Mandalorian Get was phenomenal. Out. The Mandalorian was great, and they're leaking. So the Mandalorian is going to have uh, Ahsoka Tano is going to be in it, which is amazing, right? The last season of but uh, Clone Wars, great. They have Boba Fett in it, though. That's awesome. Isn't he dead? No, not in the timeline of the Mandalorian. He's not. The Mandalorian takes place after after Return of the Jedi. That's right. right. So Boba Fett, well, you have to accept the fact that he didn't die in the Narlacc pit, which... Which, in all of the comics, he didn't. Yeah. He crawls out. Which is such an ignominious way for him to go. But he was inside there for, like, years, apparently. And And then he gets gets saved. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, anyway, at that point, okay, whatever. Like, that's (laughs) a break from canon. Move it. (laughs) Moving For on. such a badass, like like Han Solo, like bumbles into killing him. You're like, ah! Really? <laughs> Falls into the pit. He's like, ah! I was like, what? Uh, but the incredible. Mandalorian was amazing, and then they're talking about um, Starbuck is coming in. She's going to be another Mandalorian, the name of which is escaping me right now. But she's like a badass Mandalorian. And they're even saying from uh, Rebels that some of those characters might be coming in. So oh, that's cool. I yeah, heard Rebels was a good. It's series. really I never good. Watched it. It's it's definitely like family oriented. Yeah. And it's definitely like aimed at a younger audience, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong. Like I like Ewok Adventures because I watched it when I was a little kid, right? And they're really silly and they're they're hammy, and but it's about a family, right? Yeah. And uh, Rebels is same sort of concept. Concept. Um, and to bring it like Ahsoka Tano is one I'm most excited for because she is easily the coolest character in the Clone Wars besides Rex. Rex is my favorite. Yeah, the the Rex is super. Yoda's. <laughs> Super cool in the Clone Wars. Ahsoka is such a cool character. Kinda. I don't know. She's all right. Kid, like, I'll here. give her. I'll give her an okay. She just like leaves. She's like, I'm out of here. You're like, what? 
Uh, she comes back though. She's in the latest season. She fights yeah. Darth Maul in the season finale. Yeah, Darth Maul will come back like four times. That's because he's awesome, dude. Kind you know, of. It is stupid. I like how they even bring his brother into it. Yeah. Well, in the comics, he does the same thing. Yeah. He yeah. comes back like four or five times. Because he's awesome. Yeah. And Obi Wan just beats him up like every time. You're like, yes. oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> Like his brother's just like a lunkhead. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, <laughs> smash. You're like, jeez, like, oh, you know, Those fun, episodes I, were really cool. It's though. fun, I guess. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You're just, your brother's way cooler than you, though, dude. <laughs> you kind of suck. Uh, so anyway, you can get the end times uh, lore. And as much as we tease. The story was really cool. And the models really cool. they released with it were incredible. Like, in, in, in a non-ironic way, it was very similar to the good part of Game of Thrones because characters are dying left and right. Yeah, like, it cool. was like, it got real fast. Yep. Yep. And then it got ultimately real because everybody died. Got everybody. But in the beginning of it, you're like, holy cow. Except for the Skaven. The Skaven all survived, right? Uh, a lot of characters died. I think in, like, the, like, space No, that's pyramid. the Lizardmen, yeah. Oh, was that what yeah. it was? Okay. They turn into stardust and fly away. <laughs> Uh, in other news, uh, GW trying to come up with content. God bless them. Uh, we will tease a little bit, but given if we were, if the shoe was on the other foot, we'll probably be doing the same exact stuff. We are doing because the there's exact. not as there's not as much content right now to talk about as normal. Yeah. But uh, the very lighthearted and fun Primark death match that they did, which in, I have to admit I enjoyed reading it. It was a lot of fun. It's cool. They redid it, and then they uh, with uh, other 40k characters. And they had a lightweight, middleweight, and heavyweight division, which I thought was quite clever. As someone who's a big fight fan in, in real life, um, that struck a note with me. I thought, this is fun. Uh, in the lightweight division, the winner, shocking, I did not see this coming at all, was uh, Lilith Hesperax. How does that work? She is, she like, is good in one-on-one combat. In Maybe in the backstory, but in the game? No, she is. She has a ton of attacks, good save. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Go home. Go home. Well, she's no. strength three. She, I think she goes up to four, doesn't she? I don't think so. I think she does. Maybe. Maybe on the charge she goes up to strength four. But she has like ten attacks or something silly. <sighs> she's a good save. Uh, okay. All well, right. you she know wins what, the lightweight. She Who is she won, going against? Though. Who is she going against? The other lightweights? That's the question. Um, I think in the final she fought the solitaire. Yeah. And she beat the solitaire. You heard it here first. <laughs> What? Yeah. Yeah, she did. She defeated the solitaire in the final match. Even in the storyline, like, the solitaire would beat her. Like, that's crazy. Well, I mean, in the story, depending on what edition of the game, right? But in the story, the solitaire is like... Yeah, he's like unbeatable. Yeah, like in the in, in second edition, the solitaire could go toe-to-toe with Bloodthirster. Yeah. And that was back when Bloodthirster, all of his stats were 10. Weapon skill 10, ballistic skill 10, <laughs> 10 wounds, 10 toughness was like 10, crazy back strength then. 10, yeah. 10 attacks... Yeah, it was fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, ooh, there was a... There a, was a locust? A Gene Steeler called locust. That guy, but look how far he went. He made it into like the semifinals or something. How did he do that? What in the world? He made it into round two? Yeah. He beat a Primaris captain. <laughs> Who made this up? <laughs> I, I mean, they did. That's the way it got. Dude, there was a shield captain. And the solitaire beat up a shield captain. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. Lilith Hesperus. Well, first she had Sly Marbo. Okay. That's yeah, a good would, target. She would beat that guy. That's a good yeah. target. She chose her combatant. And then she had Castling Crow. Crow. That guy is garbage. Yeah, she would beat him too. Karnak the dog is in this one. I, well, he's won twice. He beat Uriel. <laughs> he did beat Uriel, but then he loses to the Solitaire. Uh, 
and then Lilith, Lilith fights the, the locust. locust. Oh, poor locust. She she had an easy he path. He gave to it victory. a good run. Yeah, yeah. She she got fed a pretty soft <laughs> ball of path. Yeah, what, everyone she fought against was like terrible. <sighs> How did the locust make it to round three? That's what I want to know. Oh, okay. Well, when she fought the solitaire the first time, he rolled all twos on his saves and died in the first round in combat. Well, that would do it. That would do it. That would do it. I wonder if they actually, they must be actually like rolling it out. Oh, yeah. what's happening. That's really funny. Yeah. That is, it is, it's, it's actually really fun. Yeah. It's silly, but it's fun. And then in the middleweight division. Ooh. Ooh. So first of all, spoiler, the winner, Mephiston, which that makes I could sense. totally see that because he is a baller. So we got Ragnar Blackmane, Illuminous Azeris, who he probably goes out round yeah, one he like gets a punk. Knocked out. Dude, Mephisa fought the Patriarch round one. Patriarch's that's a, a beast. tough matchup. I would think the Patriarch would win that one, but Yeah, that's stays pretty bad. That's that's a beast right there. How is Jane Zara in middleweight? Yeah, that makes sense. She's T four. She's got a lot of the same stats. The no invulnerable save would make it <laughs> like that's actually really done. Wait, so she fought the Lord of Contagion. That's impressive. And then she killed Karn? As she shouldn't. That's pretty impressive. Oh, and the Patriarch actually fought the Tyranid Prime round one. Oh, my. <laughs> That's the softball of softball. Speaking <laughs> from a prime. person that plays them. The Patriarch doesn't even have to, like, do anything. He just hits them once. He's like, you're good. Yeah, the Tyranid Prime is no one-on-one. Drazar had to fight Mephiston. Yeah, Mephiston would win that fight. Uh, oh my god, Ragnar Blackman had to fight Illuminar Caesaris. <laughs> no, some shocker, he made it through that round. Weird. <laughs> uh, and then Mephiston beat Ragnar and then beat Jane Zara. That's actually pretty, that's a, that's a good one. Oh, uh, so Jane, they were saying Jane Zara's ability to always strike first was what was letting her win all the fights. That makes sense. Yeah, she could steal damage. Head, yeah, so that's fine. So Mephiston wins the middleweight. And then yes. and the heavyweights. Yes. I don't think this one should surprise anybody that's ever played this model. Uh, Definitely wins that one. Yeah. Abaddon is the winner, but hilariously, it's Calgar versus Abaddon in the final. Very appropriate. Yeah, it's not even a fair fight, though. Abaddon does so much damage. It's <laughs> yeah, he destroys Stupid. Calgar. So let me see, who did Abaddon? Abaddon got Adrax, Agaton, the new uh, Salamanders guy. Wow. That had to be a really tough matchup. I bet Abaddon blundered everybody he touched. Yeah. Like, I bet it wasn't even close. Wait, where's a... Oh, he's a Primarch. That's why he's not. Calgar got Old One-Eye. That actually is a tough fight. Old One-Eye hits really hard. Um, That's a lot of fun. Drago fought the Deceiver. I bet he whooped his butt. No, the Deceiver won. Abaddon versus Pedro Cantor. (laughs) What a joke. Poor Pedro. He doesn't stand a chance. He made it to round two, man. A plucky little guy. He beat Belisarius Cole, too. That's actually impressive. How did he do that? That's really good. Uh, Avatar of Cain versus Trajan Valoris. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, Avatar won. And then Avatar versus Abaddon. Not even close. And then Abaddon whoops him. Yep. That's fun. That's cool. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just a bit of fun. So if you want to go check those out and read the, you know how the battles went down and all that stuff... Uh, go check out the Warhammer community page and you can check out all the matchups. Again, lighthearted, but fun. Yep. Uh, GW also previewed the new endless spells for the Lumineth uh, Realm Lords, the quote unquote high elves of Age of Sigmar. So, you know, a big part of the game of the endless spells. I have still never used one in a game of Age of Sigmar since they come out. Never seen one used either. I'm a oh, wait, no, I did use one. I lied. I played against a lot of them. I just haven't used one yet. Yeah. Um, I just like taking more units. 
But then uh, we have the Sanctum of Amin Talk. Nice. Got it. Ooh. You got it. And the Sigil of Yingra. So, in the, uh, so what this does, subtract one hit from hit rolls and add one to save rolls for attacks that target this Ooh. model. In addition, at the end of the combat phase, if this model was targeted by any enemy attacks during that phase, roll a dice for each enemy unit within three inches of the model. On a one to three, nothing. On a four to five, that enemy user suffers one mortal wound. On a six, D3. Oh, man. Ooh, it's like Brutal. a swirling right. diamond. You know what that reminds me of? It's a diamond in the rough, Reese. It's a diamond in the whirlwind. You know what this reminds me of? I just, uh, my girlfriend had never seen Red Sonia. So we watched it the other night. Yeah. And uh, it just reminds me of that. Because in the, in the movie, they have this, this green glowing gem that like blows up the cause of earthquakes and stuff. Have you seen it? No. Oh my gosh. So it came out after Conan the Barbarian. It has Arnold in it. That's why I haven't seen it. And it's, it came out before I was born. It's like a cheesier version. Like Conan is good. It's, Conan's a great movie. Right. This is like more Conan the Destroyer, what's really like campy. Ooh. And uh, it's an uh, anime? has Bridget Nielsen, um, obviously Arnold. Oh, okay. So it's not. And like, I was a kid, I loved it because there's like this little kid emperor who does like, he's like knows karate and he's mm-hmm. it's really funny and there's like a comic relief. And, and as an adult, I was like, oh yeah, no wonder I liked it. This kid's like telling everybody what to do and he like, he like kicks like a bad guy in the butt and he like falls off. You know what I mean? Like, he's like beating up adults. You're like, as an adult, this is very silly. As a kid, I thought it was pretty awesome. The movies back then were awesome, like Beastmaster. Oh, dude, it's totally like Beastmaster. That movie's awesome. You should. It's on YouTube for free. You should totally watch it. I'll check it out. It's, it's definitely worth watching. It's a lot of fun. And instead of Conan, Arnold is Kalidor, the High Lord. It's a nice little switch of some other place. Like high Lord of killing people. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and a lot of the same actors from um, Conan are in it. It's good fun. But uh, another one is the Reservoir of Power, Ooh. this endless spell. Place a D6 beside it with a one facing up. Each time a spell is successfully cast by a unit within 12 inches of the model and not unbound. After the effects, effects of the spell have been resolved, increase the value of the die beside the model by one. Dope. Got so the, it. the die go, gets higher. The die increases. Uh, but then when a Lumineth Realm Lord Wizard attempts, attempts to cast a spell while they're within 12 inches of this model, before making the casting roll, the player controlling the wizard can say that they will draw on the power of the Twin Stones. Ooh. If they do so, add the value of the die beside the model to the casting roll. Then, after the effects of the spell have been resolved, change that to one. Pretty cool. So you can so cast wait, it. Would you change it to one, but then increase it by one? Uh, after the effect no you do it afterwards but they're both after the world may never know <laughs> so basically Conundrum. you can cast spells next to it and your opponent juices it up and then you can make one of your spells better Weird. that's kind of cool I like that it's yeah. a fun mechanic lastly we have the rune of petrification ooh turn to stone at the start of a movement phase and at the end of the movement phase roll a die oh. for each Unit that it was within six inches of this model on a four place, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. In addition, subtract one from run and charge rolls for units within six inches Jeez. of this model. That thing's really good. Yeah. Things way better than the other two. And it doesn't work on uh, Realm Lords. Nice. So it just hurts people and slows them down. I like it. It's really good. Pretty cool. So there's some fun endless spells for you uh, Realm Lords players to look forward to. Uh, when GW gets back up to the speed. And you know what? We'll jump ahead in the notes and talk about that. So Games Workshop is slowly coming back to life. 
For those of you who've been placing orders in our web cart, thank you very much. It's really, really, really helped us to survive as a business through this whole quarantine business. And we super appreciate it. We have been able to put in two very large orders. They haven't shipped yet. No, they just shipped. Okay, <clears throat> excellent. They Okay, great. Fingers crossed they show up on Friday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. So we will be able to start fulfilling orders hopefully this week, if not for sure, early next week. So for those of you who've been hanging in there, we super appreciate it. Um, as we fulfill your orders, we're going to give you a little gift um, as a way of us showing our appreciation for you hanging in there with us. So keep your eye on that. Uh, but just to let you know, it's going to be it's going to be a slightly chaotic process. Um, GW is not fulfilling all of our orders, and not just us, everybody. They're like they're basically throttling the amount of product that you're getting. So it's it's going to be. It's going to be long. It's going to take some time. And frustrating <laughs> for everybody. Uh, but we just want to be transparent and honest with everybody about what to expect. So that's the reality of it. But it's that it's true. That That's true for everybody. Every store, GW, everyone. Um, and they're probably going to stock out. There's going to be delays. It's just, you know, it is what it is. But uh, we're going to continue to keep you in the loop and fulfill these orders as quickly as possible and say thank you. Appreciate, we we all, appreciate you. It's all we can do. But they are coming back to life slowly. Yep. Hopefully by next month, everything will be cranking. I hope so. So, Also, if you had your eye on the Misty Meadow FLG Ooh, mat, it's new. Man. It's cool. It's 20% off. And spooky. It's a little spooky. That promotion only lasts through next week. We are halfway through the promotion. So if you wanted to get your hands on it, please do so between now and next Wednesday when that promotion will end. Very cool, Matt. And as the name suggests, it's a misty meadow. Ooh, spooky. Is it spooky though? You keep saying spooky. It is. It's like misty and spooky. Yeah. So you think cool. about with like a scary movie, there's always like fog and stuff. It reminds me of when I played like, <clears throat> you know, like a Super Nintendo video game and there'd be like uh, like secret of mana or something and there'd be like a little like ghost floating around <laughs> you had to hit him with your like boomerang or something like yeah. that yeah it's like zelda yeah it's, it's exactly <laughs> like some like weird midi music should be playing <laughs> all right so upcoming our, our itc news i should say so before we jump into it if you like the itc you like what it's about you think it's helped your hobby Consider supporting it financially. You can do so for as little as a dollar a month. All of the money goes back into the ITC to help pay for servers and do all the stuff that's necessary to keep an international organization running. Super appreciated if you choose to do that. So uh, as the world sort of kind of comes back to normality um, and, you know, we're just uh, some countries and some states are, are back open for business, so to speak. And um, who knows, they, it may close down again, we don't know, but we can, we can only place our trust in our, our public health officials and the experts, because they're the ones that have all the facts, they're the ones who are you know, professionals, you know, educated on making these decisions. So we're putting our trust in them, and uh, also with a little dash of common sense, you know, yeah. right? There's no reason to rush into everything, you can right. pump the brakes, kind of let things develop and then make some decisions on if you want to run an event or go to an event. But um, as things come back to normal, 
the ITC community of tournament organizers globally have been looking for some guidance on, you know, policy. Like, what? how do we do this? How do we get back to normal? Because in some places, it's kind of half open, half not open. It's very confusing. So we we put out our official policy in the ITC tournament organizers Facebook group, which if you are an event organizer and you want to be a part of the conversation and uh, or just, you know, be aware of the facts, uh, you want to join that group because that's where we do all the decision making and such debate the pros and cons of whatever. Um, that's where that's where these things are done. But we put forth, um, you know, our official policy to help give regional ITC reps and and uh, event organizers guidance on what the, the policy is. Now, before we go into this, just to put it out there, we don't have any control over people choosing to run events or not. Just want to make sure that that's crystal clear. Um, if somebody wants to run an event, that's we can't tell them yes or no. That's outside of the purview of what we do. Yep. We have no authority to do that, and we wouldn't even want to do that because it's not what we're here for. The only authority we have is in the rankings. Yep. And that's it. That is it. And we are not equipped to make any kind of judgment call on, on public policy because we are not educated to do so. We're not empowered to do so. Um, that's just not what we're here for. We're here to help people run fun events with toy soldiers. Yep. So this is what we told the other tournament organizers, and we just want to repeat it here because uh, communication is good, transparency is good, clarity is good. Um, and already, you know, I saw people, people have such strong feelings on what's going on right now that of course, um, we just want to be really clear about where we're at. So as states and countries and, and regions start to reopen and people are allowed to um, gather in groups again, the, the official stance is uh, the ITC's goal isn't to reopen as quickly as possible. We are not trying to rush headlong into this. The ITC's goal is to allow people to participate in the rankings and in everything else when it is safe to do so as indicated by the experts, when they clearly indicate it is safe to do so region by region. We will issue event tokens to event organizers that can show us their local guidelines and can demonstrate clearly that they are in compliance with them. If there is any ambiguity or question that this is not the case, the token will not be issued. We will err on the side of caution as a rule. No events will be sanctioned that are being held in non-public spaces for the time being. I'm going to interject really quickly. What, what, what does that even mean? We've had a lot of people asking if they can run events in their home because, sadly, a lot of game stores have already gone out of business. So in a lot of areas, especially more rural areas, they literally don't have anywhere to go. So they want to run events in their home. In the past, we let people do that. Because in certain areas, especially rural areas around the world, there are no game stores, right? And so we wanted people to be able to participate. So we were like, you know what? It's not going to upset global rankings if you're running four-man events in your garage. Yeah. So before we were like, it's no big deal. Go ahead and do it, right? If, if, if someone was running, you know, 30-man events in their backyard, well, that would start to raise some flags and we would look into it. Um, but people, it's becoming more of a common question because people don't have a lot of options, which is sad. A lot of game stores have been out of business and many more are going to as a result of this. Um, and that, that's why that's in there. Because uh, yep. it's, it's a really common question. It's going to become more common as people are looking for area venues just to have an event. Yep. Um, for the time being, not allowed. And the reason why we're not trying to be jerks is just that there's no way for us to in any way monitor if they're following guidelines. Right? So 
Yeah, and most most houses and stuff won't have six feet in between tables and right. such like that. So, and some places aren't even saying you have to be six feet away, right? Like, and that's yeah. why that's why we're doing this. It's like she, the, the 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 event organizer has to show the regional rep or us that they know the guidelines, they can demonstrate them, and demonstrate that they're following them. Yep. And we have no way of knowing you're doing that at your home. Again, erring on the side of caution. Uh, so, to anyone with an event upcoming that is impacted by this, we're genuinely sorry. But the health and well-being of our attendees is our uh, paramount concern. And the integrity of the ITC as an organization that people can trust is our second priority on the list. Each of our individual events, our own included, will have to take a backseat to those two priorities for the time being. This season, regardless of when it gets back on track, or if it does at all, is not going to be a typical season. So accepting that fact, we should all look to make the best of a bad situation. Many of our events will be diminished, canceled, or not scoring ITC points. It's just what it is for now. Thanks for all of your continued support and understanding. And if anybody has any questions, please ask. Boom. So that's where we're at. You know, we're trying to thread the needle and find a middle ground um, that is sensible, is rational, based in fact, and following what local experts and health officials have to say. Of course. And like, uh, like it says, our main priority is the safety of everybody. I mean, we want everybody to be able to participate next year and the year after and all that. So there's no big deal to take a back seat in this one and just gear up for whenever it is safe to do so. You know? Yeah. And, and like we said, err on the side of caution, right? Like that's our, that's our, our official stance. Yep. Um, if you're in a place where people are saying it's cool, get back. And you think it might be like a politically motivated uh, ruling or, or you question it, follow your instincts. Yep. You know, trust, trust your own, trust your own instincts. And there's no harm in waiting a little while longer, right? Like this season is not going to be a normal season period. So, um, if you feel like you're safe and you've been told that you're safe, rock on. Get it. If you feel like if you've been told it's safe, but you still don't feel like it is trust your instincts. Yep. Right. And then, you know, let's stay healthy and let's get back to playing games when we can. You know, who knows, who knows how long this whole thing is going to take. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I s- saw the announcement from our uh, Vegas league. Should be kicking off here, hopefully, pretty soon. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, because they're adding some weeks to it. So, yeah, the league here is going because Vegas, or I should say, Nevada is largely coming back online pretty quick. Because we were really, thank God, we were really moderate, lightly impacted by this whole thing. Yeah, we're in phase one right now. I think by the end yeah. of the week, we're supposed to be phase two. Yeah. So yeah, you know, don't don't rush it. Don't 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 risk your health over something silly like points. No, you know it's just not worth it. Nope. Um, and to anybody that uh, you know has any questions or comments on that, feel free to jump on over to the blog and let us know. And hopefully, we can all navigate this as best as possible. Yep. All right. So um, feel free to reach out about your event. And remember, there's no rush. Yeah, we already covered all that. I don't need to rehash it. Yeah. Um, Completed commissions. We painted up these awesome commissions for clients. Some really fun stuff like a Scorn Mammoth. This is a really badass model. So cool. Model. Yeah, it really is. It's so cool. It suffers from privateer press syndrome, though, where the model is dramatically bigger than its base. Yes. So funny. I like it, though. Just give a bigger basis. (laughs) No. But it's intrinsic to the rules how big the base is. Yeah. Yeah. But the model's gorgeous. Uh, We also completed a Tau commission. Really came out fantastically. And some uh, Space Marine Flyers, uh, Storm Raven, Storm Talon, Stormhawk, Interceptor, plus some cool characters. Heck yeah. Green Calgar with the Invictrix Guard. 
yeah, really cool. So if you're looking to get a commission done, you can do so with Frontline Gaming. Go over to flgpaintstudio.com. Check us out. We're always taking commissions. All right. Thank you so much for listening to episode 684. Last point. point. What? Frontline Gaming loyalty program. Oh, yeah. We got that going. Yeah. So we uh, just kicked it off. It's on our website. When you go to buy product, um, you can sign up for it. We're also going to send out a newsletter uh, telling everybody how they can sign up for it as well. Uh, So every dollar you spend, you get points. You can use those points to buy discount coupons to uh, purchase product in our web cart and get those sweet, sweet discounts. Sweet. This is something we've been wanting to do for a long time. And um, it was it was kind of somewhat complicated. And Frankie uh, jumped in and figured it out, got it set up. Um, that is one of the benefits of this quarantine is like we have gotten so many side projects <laughs> done yeah. that we've been talking about for literally years. And we really like got a ton of extra stuff done, um, taking advantage of the downtime. Hopefully a lot of you out there did too. But this is a great, great program. Um for those of you who have been longtime customers, you're going to get rewarded. Uh, for those of you who are considering being a customer, here's another reason to do so. The more stuff you buy, uh, it gives you an incentive, and you'll get rewarded for that with discounts and all kinds of cool stuff. Yep. So uh, make sure to sign up when you see the link um, or just when you're in our web cart next time. Uh, just click sign up. Yeah. And on that note, uh, we are looking at picking up some cool new product lines as well. Uh, something, another thing we've been meaning to do for a long time, but we've been so focused on like GW that we just haven't really um, taken the time to do it. So that's some pretty cool stuff. Um, that'll be, you know, a little bit further down the road, but you'll be able to scratch the itch, pick up some like D&D and all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, keep an eye out for that as well. Yep. All right, make sure to sign up for the 40K giveaway contest. Uh, very easy, lots of prizes. And thank you for listening. Have a great week. Uh, Play some games if you can. Stay safe, and we will talk to you all next week. See you.